With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live. Right Recorded here. live. We think. You see, though the devil's defeated, he gains access into our lives through our thought life. And if he can get control of your thinking, well, it's like he's controlling your entire life, like the rudder of a boat in the open water, that rudder, that small little blade in the water pointed to the right or to the left can control the entire direction of the ship. And this is the way it is with our lives. If the devil can control our mind or if he gets us to think contrary to God's word, one thought at a time, he will release his demonic power and influence into our lives. And that's what the devil's good at. But you know what? I'm here to tell you that God is better at it. God has a plan for you to conquer your thought life, conquer the devil's plan for your life, and that's how we live in victory, through our thought life. Now, I want you to understand something today about this battle of the mind. Understanding this truth will change everything in your life. Romans chapter 8, verse 4 says, The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us who do not walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. So listen to what he's saying. Righteousness comes to pass in our lives, or the fruit of righteousness, not by something we do, but it's by realizing in our mind that Jesus already did it all for us. Now, I want you to see what he's saying there. The flesh is a mindset. The flesh is a system of thinking that opposes the Word of God. The flesh is a way of thinking that leads to overeating or anger or depression, a way of thinking that leads to immorality a way of thinking that leads to lying, a way of thinking that leads to fear, a way of thinking that leads to depression. That's why Galatians 5.16 says, as we read earlier, if you walk in the Spirit, you're not going to walk in the flesh. You don't have to. In other words, so what i got to do is, and what you have to do is learn how to walk in the Spirit. Because when you do, it conquers your flesh. You see, your Spirit When you're born again, your spirit is your vertical window, giving you the ability to think from God's point of view. To be in the spirit doesn't mean being spooky. It means to see a situation from God's point of view. We we have to learn to walk in the spirit, so we're looking from God's point of view. Now, I want to share this with you because there are some things that we see right now, some ways of thinking that are limiting us, from seeing things from God's point of view and therefore limiting us from experiencing God's power. Now let's study this a little bit. What is limiting us? The first thing that limits us from seeing things from God's perspective or God's point of view is our present condition, our current circumstances. You know, your current circumstances may be that your checkbook is, is empty or your current circumstances may be that your wife is mad at you or your husband isn't honoring God or your children aren't serving the Lord or your body is going through some sort of sickness. That's your current circumstance. 
It may be that you're without a husband or without a wife or without a job or without any money. That's your current circumstance. And it's working against you to try to get you to only see that. The flesh is to be limited to only what our eyes can see and only what our ears can hear. But God's saying to you, I'm going to get you into a life of healing, a life of blessing, a life of prosperity. But we say, God, I can't see it. I can't understand how it's going to happen. But when you say or when you think, I don't know how it's going to happen, you're in the flesh. But if I say, it doesn't matter that I don't understand how it's going to happen, I just know that God said it in his word. He started it in my life, and he's going to finish it in my life. And when I say and believe that, I'm in the spirit. You see, I don't have to have everything perfect in my life, but if I say what God says, I'm in the spirit. Because I'm not limited by what I see, but my belief comes from what God says. My thinking comes from what God says. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, the Christian life is really a war between our ears. It's not about how powerful demons are. Nowhere does the Bible say to take every demon captive. It says to take every thought captive, because the devil's already been defeated. Demons only get access into our life as we yield to the mindsets of the flesh that are simply mindsets that oppose God's word. You see, when your thinking lines up with God's thinking, then Satan says, oh man, I I can't get in there. That guy's sealed off the entrance. That woman has sealed off the entrance. The devil can't penetrate you because you've got your shield of faith up. He can't penetrate you because you have your breastplate of righteousness on. He can't penetrate you because you've got the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. He can't penetrate you because your mind is in alignment with God's way of thinking. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks, so is he. So I know that you're watching right now, and if you're feeling frustrated or discouraged, if, you, if you're not seeing your prayers answered, you're not seeing God's promises come to pass in your life, or you're not satisfied, or you don't feel that peaceful contentment, or you're dealing with sickness, or you don't feel invincible, you feel defeated, well, it's time to take those evil thoughts captive because you will experience victory when you begin to think in alignment with God's Word. When Olympic athletes go into training, they focus on every aspect of their performance, their endurance, their speed, their form, their structure, the perfect balance of diet, exercise, vitamins, hydrating, sleep, focusing their attention on their goal, their one true goal. We've got to realize, if we focus our attention on this one thing, what, what does God say? If we focus our attention on that, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward in this one thing of renewing our mind and winning the battle of our thought life, then we can live a life of victory by doing this one thing, change the way we think, conquering our mindsets and our flesh. Well, I'm not talking to you about hard physical training. This is thought training, amen? This is changing the way you think, replacing wrong mindsets with the right ones. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 says, through verse 5, it says, so as we conquer our thought life, we're taking every thought captive. So what happens is when you change your thought life and adopt God's way of thinking about your body, I'm healed, about your marriage, it's blessed, about your about your emotions. I'm, I have peace and I have the joy of the Lord according to God's promises. As you change your thought life, you begin to see things differently on the inside. You begin to create a different reality, therefore, on the outside. 
You create a different force that will change your outside world. You're going to bounce out of bed in the morning full of faith and hope. You're going to dig into your work with enthusiasm. You're going to hug your children and and kiss them with more love than you've ever had and your grandchildren or your husband or your wife. You're going to have more health than you've ever had, better health than you've ever had. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to have better relationships. Emotions are going to be free because it's, it's, they're all fed by your thought life. Every impulse, every action is fed by how we think. And so today I'm, I want to put you on a new diet, a good dose of God's Word and a healthy serving of the promises of God. It's time to change our thought diet. God has elected you as the CEO of your own life. You're going to fulfill your greatest potential. How? By winning the battle of the mind. It expands your vision. You see things God's way. You begin to grow and fulfill the purpose that God created you for. It's time to live your life beyond your wildest dreams. You experience the joy, the happiness, the peace that God intended you to have because when the, the Bible says in Isaiah 26.3, the mind that is fixed on him, the mind that is fixed on God, God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him and his word. Are you ready to live this kind of life? It's time to begin right now. You don't need to look to the left or to the right or compare yourself to anybody else. All you have to do is change the way you think. Now I want to give you an example of what it means to take your thoughts captive. Here's an example for a moment. Let's, let's take the thought that every one of us has sometimes. The thought that says, oh, man, life can't get better. Life is going to get worse. Are things really going to get better in the world? Look at the world, the condition, the violence, the financial problems, the sickness, all the things that are going on in the world, around the governments, politics. Can things really get better? Oh, things can't get better. It looks like things in the world are falling apart. Well, that's a way of thinking that all of us have had at one point or another. And, and that will feed into a life of depression and defeat. What we need to do is not just have a thought that's different, but a way of looking at life. We think life is going to get worse, but God did not create you to live a life that gets worse. He created you to live a life that gets better and better and better. So to abstain from wrong thinking is like to avoid fast food. There's a certain food, and you're not going to eat it anymore. Well, there's a certain way of thinking that we have to decide we're not going to think anymore. So what do we do? We replace the old way of thinking with a new way of thinking. So instead of thinking, life is getting worse, it's time to start thinking, life is going to get better. Because God says in Proverbs 4, verse 18, the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter until the full day, or the path of the righteous gets better and better. Are you ready to live the better life, the best life that God created you for? It's time for you to prosper and it's time for you to experience the abundant life that God promised. That's why we created this ministry. That's why God started this ministry, the power to change. Not tomorrow, not next week, the power to change today. Now, I want to offer you to be your coach. I want to be a mentor to you. I want to encourage you regularly. I believe God is ready to see, and I believe you're ready to see amazing change in your life. I receive testimonies all the time of people that have taken on this challenge to conquer their thought life. They've overcome depression. They've overcome anxiety. One lady began to attack her anxiety attacks, and the anxiety stopped. How did she do it? She attacked them with God's word. 
Thinking right thoughts delivered her from anxious thoughts, from worry, and from fear. We've had people who've seen their marriages restored, parents who've seen their children get saved, people that have seen their finances change, because when you change the way you think, it changes your life. God knows what you need. He knows that he's given us his word because his words are his thoughts, and that's why he knows you can live in victory because as you renew your mind to his way of thinking, everything else changes. This is what will cause you to experience life beyond your wildest dreams. This is what will cause you to experience the peace that surpasses all human understanding. As you change the way you think, it changes everything else in your life. I've known people, and we've found people that have lost weight without trying. I get letters all, all the time from people who said, this is what's changed my body, this is what's changed my health, this is what's changed my marriage, this is what's changed my emotions, this is what's changed my love life, this is what's changed everything. Why? Because it's something that happens to you. It's not something that you have to force. It says you change the way you think, it changes everything. It's replacing wrong thinking systematically, step by step. You replace wrong thoughts with right thoughts, with God's thoughts. And all of a sudden, you're a happier person. All of a sudden, your emotions are changed. All of a sudden, you don't get angry like you used to. All of a sudden, you're not afraid of the future because you know what the Word says about the future. Now listen, don't touch that dial. My announcer is going to tell you more on how to step-by-step step conquer your thought life, conquer your flesh, take your life back, and inherit everything God promised for you to have. Watch this, and I'll be right back with a promise, another promise from God's Word. In today's breakthrough message, Greg Redickow shared profound truth about how to conquer your thought life. But there is so much more you must hear of this life-altering revelation. God has a plan for you to conquer your thought life, conquer the devil's plan for your life, and that's how we live in victory. Thousands have gained control over these mental strongholds, and you can too. It is possible, and it starts with Gregory Dickow's dynamic Conquering Your Thought Life System. This powerful collection will teach you how to take negative thoughts captive and stop the enemy's attack on your mind. You will be amazed at how fast you gain back your thought life as you apply these simple principles. Included in this groundbreaking system is the five-CD series, Winning the Battle of Your Mind. Also, the system contains the simple and easy-to-read Winning the Battle of Your Mind book. This system is designed from years of pastoral experience in which Pastor Dickow walks you through the steps to replace negative thoughts with biblical promises, how to truly place your thoughts on what is good, and so much more. Normally valued at $55, the entire collection is yours today for your generous love gift of only $35. Your gift will not only transform your mind, but also help spread the message of victory through Christ to those around the world. And when you order the material today, Pastor Dickow will send you a copy of today's message absolutely free as his thank you for your support of this ministry. So that's the five-disc audio collection, Winning the Battle of Your Mind, along with the study book and a copy of today's broadcast, all for your generous love gift of only $35. Now's the time to take your thoughts captive so you can be all that God wants you to be. Don't wait another minute. Call right now. Well, I know you're ready like I am to live the life that God has in store for you, a life of real joy, peace, fulfillment, and victory. And it all starts in our thinking. As we take our thoughts captive and conquer our thought life, we conquer everything. 
Now listen, I designed this collection that my announcer told you about because I know that together the wisdom and anointing in it will reshape your world for the good. I've included my best-selling, one of my best-selling teaching series, Winning the Battle of the Mind. In this series, I expose every trick of the enemy and help you to see clearly how to stop the devil dead in his tracks from penetrating your thought life. I've also included my book, Winning the Battle of the Mind. This will change your life forever. In it, I lay the roadmap, a battle strategy to keep the enemy out of your thoughts, out of your home, and out of your life. There's more to this amazing collection. My announcer is going to tell you about it again in just a second. But listen, God has the greatest days in store for you and is ready to restore everything the enemy has stolen. Your journey to the best days of your life begin today. My announcer is going to tell you more, and I'll be right back with a special word of prayer. So that's the five-disc audio collection, Winning the Battle of Your Mind, along with a study book and a copy of today's broadcast, all for your generous love gift of only $35. Now's the time to take your thoughts captive so you can be all that God wants you to be. Don't wait another minute. Call right now. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you give every person hope right now. To my friend, my brother, my sister, the person watching right now, give them hope that things can change. Give them hope that they can live in victory. Give them hope that they have the victory, and all they have to do is conquer their thought life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, I can't wait to see you on the next broadcast. Don't miss it. God loves you, and I love you, and I'll see you then. God bless. For your gift, we'd like to send the book, Grace, More Than We Deserve, Greater Than We Imagine. In this life-changing book, New York Times best-selling author Max Lucado invites you to consider God's best idea, grace. It's the offer to live a changed life and a call to genuine transformation. Send your gift to TBN, PO Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. where you can worship the newborn king every day. The number one priority on Paul Crouch's part was and has always been to win the lost. Now he's in heaven. Jan Crouch is carrying on. Matt and Laurie are picking up that torch. And I would like to say to everyone, let us give as never before to keep this vision of reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your gifts and your offerings are greatly needed that we can continue the original vision, and that is to carry this gospel to the entire world that the whole world might be saved. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your faithful support of Trinity Broadcasting Network. God bless you real good. Here are two ways you can support TBN. First, create a living legacy by giving a percentage of your estate or a dollar amount to TBN through our estate planning program. Second, if you're 65 years of age or older, you can earn higher interest on your investments as part of TBN's Lifetime Charitable Gift Annuity Program. 
For more information on estate planning or charitable gift annuities, contact TBN's Living Legacy Department online or at the address on your screen. This is the Trinity Broadcasting Network, honoring the memory of Dr. Martin Luther King. You're watching a presentation of Carrie Shook Ministries. getting asked this question quite a bit lately. What in the world is going on? It seems like the world is spinning out of control and everything's in chaos. Does the Bible have anything to say about what's going on in the world today? There was a time in the Old Testament where God's people were very confused and filled with fear about the future. They were in captivity in Babylon and they didn't know what was going to happen next. But God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah, and he told him, you don't have to be afraid of the future because I'm already there. God's not limited by time and space. He's in the past, present, and future all at the same time. And we don't have to get tense about the future because God is already there preparing a way for us. In fact, I want you to open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 29. And through the prophet Jeremiah, God reveals his ultimate plan for the nation of Israel but he also reveals his personal plan for you. Now, many times we look at the promise that's embedded in this passage, and you may be familiar with it, but usually we don't look at the verses that come before and after, all the premises surrounding the promise, and to really understand it so that it changes our lives, we need to study the whole passage. So let's stand in honor of God's word. And follow along with me, Woodland Church. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. You can be seated. God says, I know the future. I'm already there, and it's a hope-filled future for you. I want you to step into my future that I have for you, my plan that I have for you. Well, if I'm going to overcome my fears of the future, I have to follow what this passage says. God spoke to the people of Israel, told them his ultimate plan, but he also tells us his personal purpose for us. The first thing I have to do if I'm going to overcome my fears about the future is trust God's word over man's opinion. When it comes to the future, we hear so many voices. It's really hard to know who to trust today. We've got to turn to God's word because God's word is the truth. Now, in Jeremiah's day, the people were listening to a lot of wrong voices. There were a lot of false prophets out there that were spreading lies, and they were saying, 
hey, all your problems are going to go away. Everything's going to be perfect in our lives because God is going to bring us back to our land. He's going to bring us back to the promised land right away, and he's going to destroy the enemy right away. So he's going to take away all your problems and pain, and it's going to be perfect. But look what God said in Jeremiah 29, 8. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. So God speaks to the true prophet, Jeremiah, and he says, all these other voices, tune them out. All the voices that are saying you're going to have no more problems, no more pain, that everything's going to be perfect, that... We're immediately going back to the promised land that God in the next few days is going to destroy Babylon and destroy the enemy. It's not true. Now in 70 years, he goes on to say, I am going to bring you back to the promised land. I'm going to destroy the enemy. I'm going to build you up. But right now, I'm going to bless you and strengthen you and meet your needs and work miracles in your life while you're surrounded by your enemy. In the middle of the pain, in the middle of the problems, I'm going to work my purpose, and I'm going to bless you and strengthen you and build you up right here, right now. And then I'm going to bring you back to the promised land. It really speaks to me as to what's going on in the world today because, folks, we're not in heaven yet. We're in this broken, sin-sick world, and, and God says there's this perfect place called heaven that's just as real as this room that we're in and in this perfect place of heaven there's no more pain no more sorrow no evil no tragedy no disease no sickness no death no more tears that perfect place but we're not there yet we're in a broken sin sick world and so as long as we're in this world there'll be problems and there'll be pain and there'll be difficulties there'll be barriers but God says don't worry about the future because I'm going to bless you and strengthen you and watch over you right in the middle of the problems and the pain and the difficulties and the evil that's in the world today. And then one day I'm going to bring you to that perfect place, heaven, the promised land. Well, the people wanted God's will, but they wanted it their way. And we oftentimes want God's will for the future in our lives, but we want to experience God's will our way. We want to help God with it, decide what God does and how he does it, when he does it, and what he does. But they were listening to the wrong voices. And we must trust God's word over man's opinion. We must trust God's word over what the world says. We must trust Christ over culture. We must stand on the word or we'll fall in the world. But what does Christ say? Because you'll follow Christ or the culture. So you need to look at what Christ says about the future. And he had a lot to say about the future. He told the disciples, first, don't be surprised by all this. Don't be surprised. He says, in the last days there will be wars and rumors of war. There will be disease. There will be earthquakes and famines. Don't be surprised by all that. And then there will be a lot of persecution of Christians. And by the way, uh, the Global Evangelistic Association says that 160,000 Christians were martyred for their faith last year. Every year, about 150, 160,000 Christians are killed for their faith in Christ every year in our world today. In so many Muslim countries, communist countries, and it's against the law to, to follow the Lord Jesus. It, it, it really, 
that number is five times what it was a century ago. More and more persecution of Christians. Jesus said, don't be surprised. That's all going to happen. And then he said, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. He says, because these are just the birth pangs. The gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth, to every people group, to every nation. Then the end will come. He said, don't worry when all these things start happening, all these diseases, the earthquakes and the famines and, and the wars and all these things are going to happen. Don't, don't freak out. Don't be surprised. Don't be scared. Just know that's the birth pangs. The end comes after the gospel's preached to the whole world, to every nation, every people group. Now, people ask me all the time, Terry, are we living in the last days? And the answer is yes, because Scripture tells us that when Jesus died, rose again, ascended to heaven, and left his Holy Spirit to indwell his followers, that that began the last days, or what is called the church age. So for the last 2,000 years, we've been living in the church age, or the last days. The real question is, are we in the last days of the last days? That's the better question, and I don't know, and no one knows that answer because the Scripture says no one knows when Christ is coming back. Not even Jesus himself, he's left that to the Father. Only the Father knows, and he'll tell the Son when to come back and gather his followers. And so we don't know, but we do know this, that the gospel will be preached, that God will bring a great awakening to the ends of the earth. And this is the first generation in the history of humankind where it is now technologically possible for the gospel to be preached, the good news of Christ's love, to every nation, every people group, everyone around the world. You're living in the first generation in which Jesus could come back. It's amazing. And so, basically, Jesus was saying, here's what's going to happen in the future. There are two tracks. Yes, things are going to get worse. Don't get surprised by it. Things are going to get worse, okay? I mean, there's going to be more pain and difficulty and evil, and all these things are going to be happening on this one track. But then there's another track where the gospel's going to go out. We know how it all ends. There's, you know, there's going to be amazing things happen, a great awakening, blessings and strength and miracles, and God's going to be working more than ever. More and more people are going to come to Christ and find joy in Christ, marriages coming back together, and families. All these things are going to be happening on this other track at the same time. The greatest time to be alive, to see God work and do amazing things in the middle of the greatest evils. At the same time. And that's what Jesus said. That's why he said, don't be afraid. And don't be worried. And then he said, in your own personal life, there'll be two tracks. He said, in this world you will have trouble. Don't ever let anyone tell you that once you come to Christ, that all your problems will be gone. That everything will be perfect. You'll never have any more difficulties or pain. No, he said, in this world there's going to be pain. There's going to be difficulties. But then he said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In the middle of the pain and the problems, I'm going to give blessings and strength. And I'm going to work powerfully in your life. Fill you with joy and purpose and blessings. At the same time, I used to think of life like a road going up hills and valleys. And, and it would be like, you know, is my life going good now? I'm on a hilltop, everything going good? Or is my life painful right now? Is it in the valley? But that's not the way life is, Jesus says. Jesus said, really, there are two tracks in your life. There's this one track where you're experiencing right now difficulties and problems and pain and heartache and tough stuff. And then there's another track at the same time where God's blessing and you're experiencing 
amazing good things that are happening that God is bringing in your life at the same time. It's not that it's, well, it's all good or it's all bad, ups and downs in life. No, it's just two tracks all at the same time. You can be having some great things that God's doing in your life, and you can be going through the most painful time you've ever gone through in your life, both at the same time. And that's the way life is, Jesus said. So take heart, he said, because in the middle of the pain, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to strengthen you, and I'm going to see you through and watch over you as you move into the future. Jesus said there's these two tracks, but you've got to trust me and my word over man's opinion. But then there's a second thing. Don't let fears about the future keep you from living in the present. See, God is not limited by time and space, but we are. The only time we can live is in the here and now, in the present. And so many times we worry about the past and we worry about the future and we fail to live in the present moment. Well, the people of Israel weren't living in the present moment. They were so worried about the future and they believed these lies that they really weren't settling down. They, they were thinking about the future because they thought, well, you know what? God's going to destroy the enemy today and we're going back to our homeland so there's no reason to really settle down here. And God's going to make everything perfect so we're going to wait until everything's perfect before we really live. But look what the Lord said in Jeremiah 29, verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. So God is saying, stop waiting until everything's perfect before you live. In the middle of your enemies and the problems, I want you to live and experience life and enjoy life and be blessed. I want to bless you, not harm you. I want to meet your needs. I think that's powerful because, you know, some people are, you know, well, one day we get to heaven, you know. And I'm always thinking about that, but they're not living now. And God wants to bring some heaven to earth in your life. God is saying, stop waiting to live. A lot of times we get caught in what I call the someday syndrome, where we say, someday, when this problem is out of my life, then I'll really live for God. Someday, when it's not so busy, I'll really focus in on my family and my kids. Someday, when things settle down, we'll really do the things that are most important. But that someday never comes, because this is life. When are we going to wake up to the fact that this is our life? It's filled with pain, and it's filled with beautiful things. It's filled with mess, and it's filled with miracles all at the same time. This is life. And so many times we wait until everything's perfect before we really enjoy life, before we really step out in faith and trust God with all our hearts. And some of you are going, someday I really plan to really live for God. Someday I'm going to give God all my life. Someday I'm going to really do that thing that's most important. Someday, I want to say today is your someday because it's all we have. We live in the moment, in the here and now, because we're limited by time and space. And by the way, worrying about the future can't change anything. Worrying about the future is a waste of time. Jesus said it this way in Matthew six twenty seven: Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? So worrying about your future doesn't make you live one second longer. In fact, it does just the opposite. It's harmful. Worry cannot change the past. And worry cannot control the future. All it does is mess up the present. Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 34. 
So don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. God works his miracles in the moment. God wants you to live all out for him now, in this moment. Don't wait for everything to be perfect before you enjoy life. Then there's a third thing, maybe the most important. Stop struggling to control the future and surrender to Christ's care and control. The reason why we're anxious and worried and fearful is because we're trying to control something that's uncontrollable. And when it comes to the future, that's uncontrollable. No experts know what's going to happen. No one can really tell you. There's all these people predicting things like predicting the stock market or predicting which team's going to win or lose or predicting what's going to happen in world events. Nobody can tell you. Remember the psychic hotlines that were so popular a few years ago? And most of them went out of business. Apparently, they didn't foresee economic issues on the horizon for their company. No one really knows but God. So we have to say, God, I give you my future. And maybe you're trying to control something in your life right now. Maybe you're trying to control another person or control a relationship or, or you know, to change that person, to change that situation. It's time to give it to God because God knows what's best and he loves you more than you'll ever know. He cares about you more than you care about the situation and we can trust him with it. The root English word for worry literally means to choke or to strangle. When we wrestle with worry, worry wrestles with us, and it puts a chokehold on your life, and it strangles the joy right out of your life. In Jeremiah 29:12, God says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. To overcome worry, the real key. To overcome anxiety, the real key is put God first. Whatever area you are worried about, put God first in that area. Underline that phrase, all your heart. God says, if you just give up all your heart to me and trust me that I know what's best. And there may be a situation in your life you're trying to control and it's a situation dear to your heart and it's painful. You have to come to a place where you go, God, I give it to you. I can't change it, so I give it to you. I can't change them, so I give them to you. And I trust you with them, knowing that you know what's best. I don't understand it. I don't like what's going on, but I trust it to you. I can't fix it. I can't solve it. But I know you know what's best, and I can trust you with it. How can we surrender control to God? How can we trust him? First, because God cares about my future. He cares more than I care. In Jeremiah 29, 11, this is the promise we're all familiar with. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Underline those two words, for you. God says, I have a personal plan for you. I care personally about you, and I've got a personal plan for you. And I'm not out to get you. I'm not out to hurt you. I'm not out to punish you. I have a hope-filled future for you. In the middle of the pain, I'm going to bring about my purpose, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to strengthen you, and I'm going to work miracles in your life. But then there's a second reason why we can trust God with our future, and that is because God controls the big picture. And this is crucial. So I've asked Pastor Shaloxel Johansson, who is our dean of the New Woodland Seminary, um, who is our resident Bible scholar, he's going to come teach on this point that God controls the big picture so 
Thank God for Siloxo. Give him another warm welcome. Yeah. It's fantastic to relate to God, be a child of the King of the Universe who knows the beginning from the end, because He is at the beginning. He is at the beginning, which was, you know, a long time ago. And he is at the end. And in the middle of it, he says, you are the most important thing I ever made, created. And I'm investing my whole credibility in fulfilling my promises for you, my plan for your life. Even though things sometimes look messy, difficult. And I, uh, when I prepared for this part of the sermon, I tried to think of the most creative, fresh, new <clears throat> illustration I could come up with. And I did. And I thought like this, life is like a railway track with two tracks. Did you hear this before? You know, there are good things and there are messy things. God blesses and there are tough, tough periods. So I think someone needs to hear this today. That the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Now, even though life sometimes is messy, and it often is, God is in control of your life because he loves you and he wants to bless you. Now, listen to this. God says, I am God, <clears throat> there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish my purpose. Because he is at the beginning and he is at the end. I, I love the illustration of the life of Abraham. Because... You remember, Abraham was 75 years old, and they lived in a, in a culture that was heavily involved in idolatry. And the gods they worshipped were horrible demons. Abraham was the only one during his time who believed in God. So God decided to call him out. And this guy is now 75 years old, and God tells him, Abraham, if you dare to follow me now, it's a tough time, things are bad, it's crazy, you follow me and I will bless you. And I will give you a number of things. I will give you a son, and I will give you a people, a country, and in you, all nations on earth will bless themselves. And here's one person on the globe believing in God. So if you sometimes feel lonely and misunderstood and the world is crazy, remember Abraham. Now, and God was with Abraham and he was before Abraham in every single circumstance, because you know, it would take 25 years before Abraham got his son. So there was nothing Abraham could do to make God's promise come true. But it happened. 
Then it took 400 years before he would get the land. And as far as I can understand it, that's hard to influence what will happen 400 years from now. And then in 2,000 years, Christ came and he began the, the fantastic realization of God's promise in you, Abraham. All nations will be blessed or they will bless themselves because you believed in me. And after 4,000 years, right before our eyes, we see that God is still fulfilling his promise to Abraham. Because God was 4,000 years ahead of Abraham. See, God is not limited by time. Time is related to stuff. You know, I'm stuff. And so are you. Atoms and electrons and, you know, whatever. And our bodies live in time. I notice it when I go to gym. (laughs) And I don't like... What I see always, I still do it faithfully. But God is above time, and He's always ahead of us. Hey, I know that the messages are really making an impact in your life and in your heart, and we want to get you this series so that you can put it into your life and remember it and keep practicing these principles. Because Satan is always trying to steal the amazing things that God has given us and wants for our lives. But God has a purpose and a plan. And when you donate any amount, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting the ministry here as we get the message of Jesus Christ out all over the world in a creative, credible way that makes an impact in lives. Thank you for your support. Thank you for what God is doing through you. Thank you for your prayers because we're touching the world with the words of life from Jesus Christ and then the works of life, following up with our missions, going all over the world to feed people, to uh, make an impact with medical facilities, with clean water, all the missions of Woodland Church. And I thank God for you because you're part of it. We're living in volatile, chaotic times. Sometimes it can seem as if the whole world is spinning out of control. Is it? In his eye-opening message titled, What in the World is Going On? Pastor Kerry Shook tackles this question and other related concerns in the light of biblical truth and God's promises. And right now, this encouraging teaching on CD is our special thank you for any gift and support of the diverse outreaches of Kerry Shook Ministries. Want to go even deeper? Well, right now you can get Pastor Kerry's entire four-part teaching, Future Tense, containing the message, What in the World is Going On?, plus three additional comfort-packed teachings for a gift of $65 or more. You'll get this exciting series on both CD and DVD so you can share the encouragement with worried friends or loved ones. Don't live another day in fear or uncertainty about the future or current events. To invest and change lives by sharing a gift and to request these transformative resources, call or click right now. Simply point your web browser to carryship.org or call. I hope you enjoyed the message today and it's always a message of hope in Jesus Christ, our only hope. And if you've never received him, you can do that right now, right where you are. You can just say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And I want you to be the Lord of my life from now on. And if you pray that prayer, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And you'll be starting 
the great adventure, the journey of living for Jesus. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of the Carrie Ship Ministries. The gospel is good news. God's message that he loves you even when you don't deserve it. For your gift, TBN would like to send you the book, It Is Finished, 365 Days of Good News by best-selling author Tullian Javidjan. More than just a devotional, It Is Finished gives you 365 short daily reminders that will set you on a solid foundation for the day. To receive your copy, send your gift to TBN or give online. The Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida has just received another nomination from the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions for our stunning drama, The Fullness of Time Has Come. We're so honored to be recognized with a nomination for this prestigious award. We strive for the best here at the Holy Land Experience to inspire and renew people from the inside. Make your plan today to see this incredible drama and many more amazing things at the Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida. Your gift will help TVN send the gospel around the world. A viewer from Zambia writes, I... For all of us that have ever asked the question, Lord, why are things upside down in my life? Today we have an answer in Jesus' name. Come on, Lucinda, talk about me. Let's go. You've been so, so long. Your blessings were on the way. And you've done all you can stand. The more you try to win, the more you seem to lose. Makes you wonder if it's God or man. My the master's plan. There's never a 
me questions of life And so many reasons to throw in the towel But when I feel like I'm losing this life Consolation from heaven comes clearly to me To remind me To remind
How many of us tonight came in here desiring of God? Hallelujah. I want more of you to dwell in your presence and give you
Construction man, and then I do whatever else I do. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody else signed on. Mm, I hadn't heard anybody. I was going in, or I won't complain. Ain't wanna holler and wake the house up. <laughs> hey, but it's all good. I guess they thought everybody was gonna be out since it's a holiday. They probably be on. I ain't gonna worry about it one way or the other. Yeah, cause Felicia, Felicia didn't have to work today. I don't know about Erica Kane and La Francia. Them have to work today. No, La Francia doing it from home. So yeah, have have you heard from Sherry and Louis? Yeah, they've been on, and Sherry's got some issues going on. She might be in a um, hospital right now. So oh goodness. So. Oh no, Cher. Yeah, yeah. You already about to make me cry. Okay, uh, be strong, young man. Be strong. Well, how did Nate you ever get? Huh? Nate. He's all right. He's moving around. He's not a hundred percent, but he's moving around. We had service yesterday, so. Oh, at at where y'all meet at? I had a hotel out in Bowling Brooks about an hour away. Okay. 
who delivered the service, the sermon? Uh, he's the one been, you know, leading the service, so. Okay. Mother Regina was there. Mm-hmm. And his brother Donald. She had to be on the call, has she? Um... The she the day that we called Nate up, she was on then, and she, I don't know if she was on um, other than that or not. I'm not sure. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I know that one day she was on. She might have been on another day after that, though. But I know that one day she was on. So what you did at the service? Um, I just ministered and stuff. Basically, just kind of prayed after he finished teaching. So that's about it. So you don't see in your other church? Um, when we don't meet out there, then I go to my other church. Oh. Uh. So that's how I that role. Um, God bless this man of God so he can go to sleep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I'm going. I'm a. I'm a. Say, I'm a. I'm a receive it just like that. I'm not gonna let the devil infiltrate my spirit. <laughs> you know. So I'm not gonna. You, mm-hmm. know, you see, Tuscaloosa is graying now. You said Tuscaloosa what? The the heavy world's heavyweight champion is from Tuscaloosa. Heavyweight champion in what? A boxing. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, you didn't see the fight Saturday night? Mm-mm. Deontay Wilder, 29 years old. No, okay. I know him. Uh-huh. He, won the, he was out there in Vegas, and he won it. No, okay. Okay. Oh, cool. So you better watch what you say to me now because, see, I know him personally. Yeah, I, I guess you do, because I ain't about, about 10 folks in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> regardless of how many ten in there, but I, I can tell you what I can buy in your house. And see, being that he got money, I can always get him to come up there and, and take it out on you and then um, and and do an IOU to him. Uh-huh. So you be driving? Have you driven him around any? Uh-uh. No, no, no. In fact, that's, that's not his first... Um, Title of notoriety that he's received because okay. in 2008 he he was in the Olympics and he won oh. the bronze medal there. Oh, okay, cool. Uh huh. So he was all about 20. What this is? How many years is now? This is seven. So about 22 years old. Uh huh. So yeah. so he just went pro of this first fight and he's he won it. And um, he got 33 knockouts. Oh, cool. No defeat so far. Praise the Lord. But, oh, you know, yeah. and he, his little daughter, his daughter has spina bifida. And so, mm. but, you know, she's able to walk to some to some magnitude. You know, she's not like most um, people who have spina bifida. They're, they're just have no use of, of their spinal cord. But she's mm. able to walk a little bit. With assistive um, lip, um, resources. Uh-huh. 
Thank you, Father. Horror the sender go sender go sender go sender go sender go sarambo go sender go saka. Horrombade did go sede. Yes, 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 Lord. Brasada. Thank you. We praise you, Father. We praise your name. We praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for this man of God. I thank you, oh Shankar Kumboko, for blessing him, Father. I thank you for this man of God. For the Kumbo said increasing him, Lord. I thank you for this man of God. Shindiko said for restoring, for healing, for mm, mm, mm. I thank you for this man of God. For speaking to his heart, giving him peace in the midst of his troubles. Giving him peace in the midst of his situations and circumstances. I thank you for this man of God. For blessing him abundantly. For stirring up his spirit, Lord. Stirring up his spirit, Father. Mm. Yes, Lord, the song on TV is Turn It Around For Me, Lord. You're turning it around for Arthur, Lord. Turn it around for Arthur, Father, because you love him. And you're saying it's time. It's time. It's time for him to begin to rise up. Mm. Mm. It's time for him to rise up. Oh, it's time for him to rise up. Not be hindered. Not be hampered by what the enemy is trying to do, Lord. The enemy is trying to devour him, Father, but God. The enemy is trying to eat him up, but God. You have made a way of escape for this man of God. Ha! You have made a way of escape for this man of God. And he's choosing you, Lord. He's choosing you, Father. Help him to trust you and give him peace in the midst, Lord. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the battle, Lord. Give him peace, Father. Give him peace, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless him abundantly, Lord. Mm. Bless him abundantly, Father. 
It won't always be like this. Mm. Mm. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth you, Arthur. Mm. Mm. Sooner or later, huh? Should go Turn it for greater. Come on, turn this in your favor, Lord. Ah, it's turning in your favor. It's turning in your favor. It's turning in your favor. He's perfecting that thing that concerneth you, Arthur. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Give him the strength to stand, Father. Give him the strength to stand and to stand there for, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Gird this man up. Gird him up, Lord. Gird him up, Lord. Mm. Gird him up, Lord. Gird him up, Lord. Yes, yes. Yes, there we go. There we go. It's entering in. There it is. Entering into your spirit right now. Yeah. There it is. It's entering in right now. It's entering in right now. There it is. You're the course ahead of the compressor, the cosa, the cosa, and the cosa there. Or a little cosa. There it is. Yes, there it is. There it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Moving. Yes, There you go. Receive it. Just passed. Yeah, I saw that what week for last. I hadn't heard anything about the memorial. Mm. I hadn't heard anything about his memorial. Okay. Oh. Seventy-three years old. He said what? Seventy-three years old. I, I would like for you to lift up Marie Smith, and I forget her husband's name. I can't think of his name, but he's a minister. But anyway, we work together. His name is Minister Smith. That's what I always call it, Reverend Smith. I forget his first name. Um, I got a call Saturday saying that um, her, his daughter's husband drove the car over her and left it on top of her. So, so what? And killed it. They ain't gonna lie. Like the car jumped out of gear and rolled back on it, but say it rolled on a foot. Now, if the car rolled on your foot, that means you're standing to the side of the car. And if that's the case, you would have fallen backwards and not under the car. He, the car was over her, all over her. 
Okay. I guess they had one argument too many. I don't know what the deal was. And then um, another one that put down Miss Katie Bell Troop on your 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 prayer list. They put her in the hospice yesterday. She's ninety plus, and, and you know she had cancer for a number of years, um, but she never took the chemo, never took the radiation. So yeah, I'm talking about. We talking about like a lot of years, like more than ten. Mm, oh wow! And if, if that's not faith in a strong constitution, and oh. so I, I don't know if she's transitioning. Well, you know, to put her in a hospice, that's what they try to do. But she's still talking as of now. And um, Miss Mary Snyder and the Milton's Millinder's family, in the passing of Miss Millinder. Mary's mother on Friday. I know there's a lot of names I'm just giving you right here off the head, but um, it's a lot of mm-hmm. All right, she so said them. Say the names again. Okay, the first name with the with the child was murdered is Miss uh, Reverend Smith and Miss Reverend and Mrs. Maria Smith. Reverend and Maria Smith. Uh huh. And then that's who daughter got killed. And uh, Katie Troop. Katie Troop. She was the one who she was who went to hospice yesterday. And um, Mary Snyder. Mary and, Snyder. Yes, and the Millinders family. Millinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna lift up the Millinders family first. Yeah, well, you got two deaths right there together. Millinders uh. and um, Mr. Smith. Oh. Uh-huh. All right, Lord, I'm going to pray for the millinder. She had a cumbraca, did a cosid, a cumbrace, had a cumbrande, she had a cumbraca, did a shed a cumbrada, shed a cumbraca, shed a cumbraca, did a cosid, a cumbraca, handed a cos, yes, 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 father, home brush it a cosa, did a cosa, a cosede, Hondurcosa, shed a cosa, brother shed a cosede, did a cosa, or branded a condedigation, did a cosede, did a cosa, and rather cosa. Umbrella <laughs> Horobranda <laughs> Horbaka Shedaka <coughs> Mary Mary Snyder <coughs> Katie Troop the Miller's family who was the other one? Smith. The Smiths. And of course Shedaka said of course the head of the Korobaka. Horba the Shidakorba Sedako said a Kambaka. Horbashiko said a Kosa Harakasa. Horashiko Sidaka Saraka Sada Shirkosa. Horbose de Kosa. Horbaka Shirako Sada. Father God, I want you to touch all of those families, Lord. Yes, Lord. Those individuals, Lord. Move in their situations and circumstances and let them know that you still reign, that you are God, Lord. 
Holy Spirit, go forth and minister to them. Move in them. Holy Spirit, call the healing increase. Yes, Lord God. Heard of your anointing, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Call the stern of your spirit, Lord. Mm. Let it not be the same once you enter in, Lord. Whatever you need to do, Father, enter in. Be God. Move. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Mm, mm, and we thank you, Father. As you continually bless and move and you will continue, Lord, just to be God. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Uh, go ahead and knock out these lists. Did yours? Um, I gotta grab. Em. I said, let's go ahead and knock out these lists. You did yours. You touched on it anyway. Uh huh. Uh, we what we got the sick and shut in. We got the prison ministries. We got. Churches and congregations and what we have. Missionaries, abused, addicted. Okay, uh, let me go and start on one. Let me go with this. Um, those in prison first. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God, that we were able to stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters, Lord God, for your word teaches us that we are our brother's keeper. So, Father God, I come in behalf of Press Shifted Ministry, lifting up those, the substance abuse of those who, well, those who are imprisoned, Lord God, those who are imprisoned into their own self, those who are imprisoned in their mind, those who are imprisoned behind prison bars, those who are imprisoned into debt, those who are prisoned into whatever that has them bound, Lord God. We actually have the Father, Lord God, to just set the captives free. Father God, let them just come out singing hymns and praising in your holy name, Lord God. For even in the story, the Bible tells us that even when when Paul and Silas was in prison, Lord God, they sang hymns and the jail doors were open. Lord God, let them set them free, Lord God. For Lord God, your word teaches that who the Son set free, we're free indeed. Jesus paid the price of Calvary, Lord God, to set such souls uh, set them free. So, Father God, I ask you, Lord God, just, just to set them free, Lord God, Lord, and let them be able to worship your holy and your righteous name. Let them call on your name, Lord God, and be saved. Let them forever lift up the name of Jesus and, 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 and edify and glorify him and worship him. For the word teaches us, Jesus said, when, if he be lifted up from the earth, that he would draw all men unto him. And, Father God, we know that he was lifted. So, Lord God, every soul has to come Confess the name of Jesus that they be free, that they be saved. So, Father God, I actually set them free right now. We actually be the the jail keeper, Lord God, and just take that key and just open the doors so they can walk freely, Lord God, and worship your holy and righteous name. Father God, there are even those who are foreign countries who cannot call up the name of Jesus nor worship you in, in public, nor can they worship you 
you um, in the congregation. Father God, I ask you to be with them and through their trials, Lord God, and set them free as well so they can be free to worship your name and that they can call on the name of Jesus for they love him just as much as you love us and as much as he loved us. And we thank you for it. We know that your prayer, our prayers are always answered. And we give glory, honor, and praise unto your holy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, the next one is churches and congregations. Yep, yep. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, that you have given us a place, Lord God, where we can come and dwell, where we can worship and praise your holy name together, where all the saints and all the Christians can get together and, and unite in a together, Lord God, glorify your name. Father God, I ask you that for every church that's being established, every church door that's being opened, every church door that receives and pre-teaches the word of God, that they all will be blessed and richly blessed through the word. Let them study the word. Let them eat the word. Let them feed the word. Let them drink of the word. Let them live off the word, Lord God. And we pray for the pastors and the shepherds and the ministers who will minister to the congregation that you will give them the word to speak, Lord God, and let them not come from their own mouths or own business, but only that which you have placed in their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, what else? Abuse, addictions. Father God, we just thank you, Lord God. For even those who abuse, those who are addicted to anything, whether it be tobacco, whether it be marijuana, whether it be cocaine, whether it be heroin, or whether it be crack, or any addiction it is, whether it be gambling, whether it be covetedness, whether it will be their own um narcissistic ways, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to deliver them from them, Lord God. For, Father God, those are habits, Lord God, that they have formed. For we as humans are creatures of habits. But, Father God, let us get in the habit of praising in your holy and righteous name. Let us not be dependent on any any sustenance not holy and ordained by you, Lord God. And let us even be let them be set free from those addictions, Lord God. Bless and keep them and watch over them as they try to to gain their their footing on the on the firm foundations on the on on your your holy ground. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Who who is that, Erica? Mm. Did I hear somebody? Yes, yeah, somebody I don't know who it is. Uh, uh, good morning, Renee. Good morning, Renee. How y'all doing? Mm, good. Yeah, How you doing, Miss Renee? Get this proud thing. Oh. Gonna just be a bus, but we gonna worship anyway. There you go. Uh, there's churches and congregations abuse, abuse, and the the, uh, the abuse. Addiction missionaries. Father God, we are all missionaries here on this earth, Lord God, and we're trying to bring love to the throne room, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to strengthen us in our ministry, in our walk, in the way that we talk, in the way that even the way that we dress, the way that we act or think. Father God, we ask you, the Lord God, to send us out and let us compel men to come into the to the throne room that they receive the fullness of your joy. Let them forever. Praise your name, Lord God. Let us continue to abide in the shadow of the Almighty, Lord God, for we know there is safety in your shadow. Let us 
your Holy Spirit dwell within our hearts. Let us continue to seek you. Let us continue to minister to the lost and those who have even turned and gone astray. We ask you, Lord God, to just bind up anything that's trying to hinder us from doing your missionary work. Father God, there are so many being called into the ministry right now, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to just touch their hearts, Lord God, and show them the work that you have for them to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 The sick and the shut in. Right. Father God, we know that you are the bomb in Gilead, Lord mm. God. Yes, You're yes, the yes. doctor who has never lost a patient. You're right, the doctor, uh, one who just heals us from all infirmities, all sickness and disease. For your word teaches us, Lord God, that by Jesus' stripes we are all are healed. So, Father God, I ask you, the Lord God, to just minister to those sick areas within our, in those who are in who are afflicted by infirmities, Lord God, speak to them, Lord God, because we know that you can even, if you can raise the, the raise, um, cause Lazarus from the dead, Lord God, you can heal those who are in all their sickness. And, Father God, I ask you to just provide the caregivers that they need to, to nurture and nurse them back to health, Lord God, as you so give them the, the, the ability to do. And, Father God, even those who are sick and abused or, or sick or, and, or with infirmities, as your word teaches us, if any among you who are sick, let them send for the elders. And let the elders come, Lord God, knowing the word that you have placed, and anoint them with oil and pray for them. Trust and believe that they will be healed, for by Jesus' stripes we are healed and we are whole. Now, Lord, we are down here. We waiting on you. We can't do nothing to your you come, so give us the power from on high, Lord God, to speak to those sick areas, even those who are in the mental institutions, whether they're in the nursing homes, whether they're on the surgery beds or at home sick, wherever they are, Lord God, minister to their bodies, Lord God, and to their flesh, and we can, you can speak to the bones, and you can tell it to live. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 That's Master Renee. Uh, yeah. Renee, my child is kind of said to you, Erica. I keep trying to tell her you're Renee, but she's just hard headed, but she can't help it. She's just like that. Anyway, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I am functioning. Get a couple of little pains, but that's all right. We're going to work them out. Oh, uh huh. We're going to speak to the Holy Spirit, going to speak to that pain, too. It's gone. That's right. You working today? Oh, around the house. Oh, okay. Around the house. So I y'all know I'm off anyway. I uh, went to work on Saturday, and hmm. I got tickled. Went um, to work on what? Huh? Went to work on Saturday and what? I went to work on Saturday. It started off pretty good because uh, one of my neighbors I hadn't met, she gave me a ride halfway my journey. Oh, okay. And come to find out, um, she knows Sister Addie and her family. So, I mean, the last conversation was she was driving me halfway. Mm-hmm. And come to find out we knew quite a few people. Oh, so that's great. So when we got to, to my destination, was dropping me off, 
I told her for thank her for being a willing angel to take me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been keeping in contact, so that was a good thing. Oh, and cool. um, I got to work. It was, I just shook my head because what I found funny, come up with these promotions to try to get more people to come into the shop. Mm-hmm. And so they had a, some type of bonus special going on on Saturday. So I asked about it. And they said, well, I don't know what we're giving away free. Huh? I was like, what? So How you don't have said, a, but you don't know what you're giving away. Right, exactly. Okay. So, because I was letting Kim Davis' daughter use one of the coupons that was for the week. Mm-hmm. And um, they told, so the owner's wife said, well, I don't know, but see, she's really the, the, the big manager of the shop. So I was like, okay. So I said, what, give her complimentary conditioner? She said, oh, I guess you can do that. Okay. The next thing I know, she goes over to the other manager, tells her what happened, and another manager said, oh, well, she's done. It's like, well, the hold it. You all come up with these promotions and you don't follow them through, then you wonder why they don't work. <laughs> now, you made the calendars with these coupons, so you have what you said you're going to in writing. It's a shame to sit up there and get sued over something else. <laughs> mm. I just I just shook my head. I was like, this does not make any sense. But while I was there, I could feel that um, my body my body was fighting something. But when that happened, I really taught myself. Well, the spirit had gotten me into the habit of calming myself down. Mm-hmm. So that's what I started doing. So what they'll sit up there and mistake it as is if I have an attitude with somebody. It's like, I don't have an attitude with anybody. Uh-huh. But for you to, to make up these calendars and to put this promotion in and you didn't follow the promotion through, but they want to know why it didn't um, convey over the way you want to, that's just silly. And then, too, if nobody came in with a coupon to act on it, then that means that those calendars aren't working the way that you thought that they would work. Mm-hmm. But meantime, time and money has been spent and wasted on things that wasn't thoroughly thought out. So, like on Tuesday, we have a morning meeting at 8.30 in the morning. And I have a funny feeling they're going to talk about promotions for February. But really, promotions for February should have been talked about in December. So that way we could get it, you know, get the information out in January. So when February comes on, everybody knows about it. Mm, okay. So right now, just buying my time and just waiting for um, for my instructions on where else next to go. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, in the business that I'm in, it's all for image. And for the image, is just for the outward looking. It's not working on the inside. Okay. And as long as these folks want to act like, well, as long as my mask is in place, 
then you won't visit just don't see what's behind the mask. All right, all right. But, yeah. Other than that, that's what I've been going through for the weekend. Um, church was cool. Okay, that's good. People behaved. <laughs> no, this week. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh yeah, they did behave because uh, you know Travis Travis's grandfather died. Um, yeah, was that's about that. Was he so there? They had his funeral Saturday. Oh, okay. So when Brown had sent out the information at the start of the wait. You wait, say what? And Miss Brown has said, you know, normally Miss Brown sends out the information for the arrangement. Right. But the arrangements didn't go out until the start of the week. Okay, then. All righty. Well, I nicely texted her back, and I said, uh, I'm sending a healing prayers for him and his family. I'll be there in spirit, but I'll be at work. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but Travis, I talked to Travis yesterday. He said that everything turned out nice. So, that's good. Okay. So, like I said, after yesterday was cool. It was a nice service. And then I was able to come back home, kick back, and enjoy the rest of the day. Alrighty. And so, how'd yours go? Uh, it was good. Um... Um, Nate talked. He was there. His back was um he was able to move around and stuff. So he talked. Okay. And um I ministered a little bit and then um that was about it. So it was cool. Okay. My home walked in at the, about seven minutes of the game and I, I was just in disbelief about what happened with that game. I was like, Oh my God <laughs> That was a game. Talking about with Seattle. Yes, sir. That was a game, man. I, 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 I got one question. And I do like I like basketball. I like football. I haven't been watching it lately. Mm-hmm. But I just seen the highlights. It seemed like Seahawks was just going in and just gangster ball. Well, you know what? Like, like I said, I didn't see most of it because I was talking to Chuck and a couple other people. It's like they had played literally bad three and a half quarters. <laughs> Right, exactly. And I, I, when I walked in the door, oh, uh, okay, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to the dance. That's what I said to myself. And, I, you know, you get in because it was up like about, what, what 14? It's up about 14, 16 points or something like that. And, uh-huh. uh, I, you know, so I'm walking. You know how you come in the house, you're getting situated. I'm looking at the game as I'm walking back. And they scored a touchdown. Oh, okay, well, that's fine, you know. Then they did the onside kick, and Seattle got the ball back. Like, uh oh. Then Seattle scored again. I'm like, oh, I don't. But that's why I'm like, I don't believe this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But the um, I think the Packers had the ball, and one of the Seahawks came through. He was going to go over the goal line, and the Seahawks came through and just snatched it out of his hand. Mm, oh, okay. You talking about the um? Uh, I, not, that was pro- that was one of the. Uh, I didn't see that play, but I, I, I saw the highlight. I was one of the interceptions and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It, I was like, wow. Who they beat the Broncos, didn't they? Huh? When they Denver, who they beat? No, they beat um 
uh, Seattle beat Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. And then um, and then Patriots and um, beat up. They just beat up Indianapolis. That was, yeah. <laughs> I woke up, it was all wet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, I'm going to go on and try to get me a little nap because you're not tired. All right, sir. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was trying to wait for you to do your list, but. Well, I got to get it. My father's waxing the floor, so I have to well, wait. You ain't got your dad waxing no floor. Look, I ain't trying to stop that man. Hey, look, you you don't know my dad. <laughs> he he, he claims he gonna be doing something, so I just let him do what he gonna do. Well, you know, I'm falling that sand. Hmm. Sam. What? The thing of it is, if he wanna wax the floor, let him do it. That he feels that's his purpose for the day. Yeah, that's not the, he he gonna clean, he gonna wax, he gonna eat, he gonna clean. That's what he does. He cleans the floors and washes and stuff. And, you know, and he eats, and you know, I let he let him do. It. I just try to keep him off ladders because he's tried to do that too. Uh-huh. <laughs> My thing is, I don't want him to fall and, and 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 hurt himself, or your mom come through there and fall, or your other house attendant fall. Now, whether you fall, I don't care. <laughs> ah, you go have a nice nap, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one thing I learned by um, being a caregiver for my grandparents and for my dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. If they if you don't let them do something, right. they start right. they start willing themselves away. Mm-hmm. So as long as they feel they can wake up with a purpose to do something, that's mm-hmm. a whole lot better than just having them sit right. and let their mind wander. Right. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, he keeps busy. I mean, all of them, you know, they both of them are doing something, but yeah, he keeps okay. busy. So. They have to keep their um their muscles, you know, over too. Mhm. I say help keep their muscles over too. Okay. I um told cousin he's no longer on this earth, but um uh, and his wife they would go and take like six six or better miles walk each day. Oh, okay. I mean, because he's like about a good, I want to say a good maybe. 10 to 15 miles away from me. Mm. He walks from his house over to here. Okay. So you're talking about a 70, late 70-year-old man. Oh, wow. So I told it. So either if he didn't walk, he'd ride up, he would ride his bike. Okay. So I looked, I was like, you know something? I said, I'm impressed. I said, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And he started laughing. I said, no, honestly, I said, because to see somebody his age get up and do that much walking is is, is amazing. And you mm. normally would hear a man, oh, I can't do that. I'm too old for that. It's like, no, you're just being lazy. You can get up and you can move. Okay. But if you accept that, in, if you accept that speech and motion in your mind that you can't move, then I guess you're not going to because you already made up your mind and stated and thought it into fruition that you're mm. not going to move. Yep. But he sat up there and he walked. He, like I said, he walked a couple of miles. Him and his wife walked a couple of miles each day. Mm. And um, matter of fact, um, two days before he had passed away, he was walking. Oh wow! Now for his wife, she she's still living, and she she, she was plagued with diabetes. 
Okay. Her daughter that lives in California has came and got her and moved her out there with her. And um, she changed her diet drastically. Mm. And so now when she goes to the doctor, they said the diabetes, they don't see it anymore. Okay. The body was able to heal itself. Okay. So it's not so much about age, it's down to the point of mindset. And then you're willing to change when you need to change. Yep, yep. <sighs> What's burning? Got my list. Let me do my cranberries and I do my list. My daughter needs to get her nails done. Okay, you said what's that again? My daughter needs to get her nails done. Her nails done? Mm hmm. Okay, when? Mm hmm. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Just we have no when. You said what? I said I have no problem with that. I just need to know when. Oh, you do nails? Yeah, uh huh. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Okay, what she want what she want done to her nail? I don't know, she broke it or something. I broke a nail and I need a fill in. I broke a nail and I need a fill in. Oh, those. No, I don't I don't mess with those. Me and my scientists don't get along with acrylic. <laughs> yeah, what is the product of something else or something? I I just thought you did hair. I didn't know you did nails. Yeah, some nails I do do. But like I said, for those acrylics and that little fine powder and that and that mixture. Uh huh. Don't get along with my nails well. Oh, okay. Okay. Ciao. I need some real nails. Oh. I need some money for my nails. Child, you, you, what are you doing with that stuff? I'm melting the wet. I'm going to hit you in your stomach. Yeah, I'm going to hit you somewhere. Oh, you need to go somewhere and walk and grow some hair. Huh? Oh, I'm talking to Mr. Davis. Okay. $2. Child, you need a job. I know. Would you leave? No. See, look at you, look at you. Now you, now you got a clean guy all over the floor, all over the stove. What you do? Why you do that? See, you pay, you paying attention to the wrong thing. Get it up for us. It's already on stick, so it's already a done deal. Yeah, uh huh. She got wax all over the place. He just cleaned the floor. I'm telling you, you got wax all over the floor. I'm stuck now. You, you got a job on your hands. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> what day is this today? 
You said what? I said, what day is this today? Today is Monday. Yeah, it's also so celebrating Martin Luther King, too. You said what? Actually, it's also celebrating King's birthday, too. Oh, right, 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 right. And y'all over there arguing back and forth with a bunch of cats on me. <laughs> I'll hush your mouth. She can tell her quick, get on my nerves. <laughs> She wouldn't get on my nerves. It wouldn't be a problem. Hey, so like this, she did get on your nerves. Then you wonder what's wrong with her. Leave me alone. You got this faucet on, Morgan? Yeah. Okay. It's not coming up. Uh huh. Okay, well, you got to get the wax off the stove, off the floor. Sure, good luck. All right. I got to, I, I, uh, I don't want to wake up, but I got to wake up because I got stuff to do. I was about to say, come on, let's get a little joy going through them bones. Is it what? Let's get some joy going through them bones. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, let me knock these lists off. Then I guess I do what I gotta do because it ain't gonna get done if I don't do it. <sighs> okay. Mm. I'm gonna start with Maxine. Okay. Should I call it? Should I compress? compressor. Did I come back car? And about the Rombashir Lady in the parking lot. No, but that is Koshira 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 Jan Dijon. Home brother to Koshira 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 Edian. Hundred Gondra Gondra Koshira Koshira Kim Moore. Horobashira Koshira Koshira Joanna War. Horobashira Koshira 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 The Moo Family. Home brother to Koshira 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 The Tolan Family. Horobashira Koshira Koshira Big Jim. Brambara Koshira Koshira Ms. Henderson, Shadow Koran, the Ghost, the Gander Gosa, Shaka. Larry Ben. Me, Joan, and the Wilder family. Umbride, the Gondi Gosa, Shaka. Kavan Carter and family. Umbride, the Gosa, Shaka. Felicia and Cynthia's dad. Elizabeth, Jamil and Mackenzie Anderson, Jesse, Angie Italian family, 
Al Bailey, Hundred Rokoshi the Gondo the Gondo the Gosa Shiraka. Teresa Crosby, Hundred Rokoshi the Gosa Shiraka. Tristan Hardy, Hundred Brother the Gosa Shiraka. Stephanie Butler, Home Brother the Gosa Shiraka. Barbara Jenkins, Hundred Brother Shiraka. Mario Shinita Callaway, Young Brother the Gosa Shiraka. Patricia Arnold, Horrible Shiraka Shiraka. Gloria Daniels, Hundred Gosa Shiraka. The Dickersons, Home Brother the Gosa Daka Shiraka. William Cersei, Hunter Horoba Shiraka, Shiraka. Azera, Hombra Dirigosa, Shiraka. Donald Connect, Hombra Dirigosa, Shiraka. Deidre Brown, Hombra Shirikoseke, Shiraka. People I did community service with, Hunter Okoro Shirikosa, Shiraka. My frat brother Drew B. Hunter Okoshika, Shiraka. Nancy Brewer, Hombra Dirigosa, Shiraka. Shiraka. Yolanda Smith, Hombra Dirigosa, Shiraka. Shiraka. All right, that's my first list. Trey Mathis and Ariel Sink, Punch Jayla Janai Kanishan Aiden, or Brando goes to the Kansa, Shiraka. Morgan Farley, Hara Brando goes to the Kanda, Shiraka. Chrissy Shinishan Tiso. Umbranda Gonda the Gonda the Gonda the Gosa, Shiraka. Capri Lacour, Randa goes to the Goraja, Shiraka. Kier Shaw, Han Brash the Gosa Daka, Shiraka. Victor, Horan Brandel goes to the Ganda, Shuka. Brianna Loji, Horandel goes to the Dada, Shuka. Anaya, Horandel goes to the Ganda, goes to the Ganda, Shuka. Thailand Jasmine, Hombron did the Goseda, Shuka. Devon, Horoshida goes to the Gandilgos, Saraka. Amber and Brianna, Horambra, Shuka Goseda, Shuka. Teresa, Horan goes to the Dedaga, Shuka. Makai and Ozias, Hombrosha goes to the Ganda, Shuka. Jacques Jameson, Horambron did the Gosa, Shuka. Tristan Peter, Haram Brand Gosa Daka, Shaka. Kayla Boylan, Hunter Gonda Gosa, Shaka. And Benjamin Benfield, Robert Ashida Gosa, Shaka. All righty. Got Mama Jean, Brand Gosa Dede, Shaka. Nate Carson, Haram Brand Gosa, Shaka. City of Refuge, Shandra Gonda 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 Reginald Foster, Rumble, Shiraka, said to the ghost of the Ganda, the ghost of the Ganda, Shiraka. Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster, Shinda, the Gonda, the Gonda, the Gonda, the Gonda, the Gonda, the Gosa, Shiraka. Maria Mathis, Shiraka, Sendedico, 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 Shiraka. Helpmates, Hombranda, the ghost of the Ganda, Gosa, Shiraka. Marquis Charles II, Nodo Goranda, Gosa, Shiraka. Rose Johnson, Hombranda, the Gosa, Shiraka. Pastor Mark, Hombranda, the ghost of the Ganda, Shiraka. Myself, Roshiroko Sidagandergo Saraka. Andrew de John, Jirokondi de Gondergosa, Shirka. Donald Luster, Hombrandi de Gosa, Nendi de Gosa, Shirka. Dela Carandla, Shandergondi de Gondergosa, Shirka. 
Jonathan Dunlap, Brombraka, Shirko Sedirko, Sandrigo, Sendrigo, Sandrigo, Sedrigo, Shirka. Travis Crockett, Noto Gose, the Gandrigose, the Gandrigose, De, Shirka. Larry Song, Brondrigose, Shirgada, Shirka. Silver Sake, Shirokosa, Shirka. Rosemore, Hundred Gondrigosa, Shirka. My parents, Rombaradesha, Shirka. And City of Atlanta, Honrabasa, Shirka. Got the Mon Holly and the KSF organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson and family, Mike Stravison, Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Bishop Biarbo, Erica, Carlos Schmidt, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Mark and Charles C. and Gene Altman, Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, the guy in the Subby, Cheryl Vaughn, and Phil and Jane Enlo. Hora Brandi, the Gorgi Ganda, 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 Rombra, Shirakosi, Dennis, Shiraka. You got Bernard Hartsfield's family, Sherry Richardson, Margaret Barn, Arlene Shakira, Man of Revelations, Dagwood's brother, Ursel, Sandra Walton, Arthur Richardson, Eula R. Harden, David R. Thornton, the Clinton Strong family, Verdell, Nega, Thomas Paul, and Delonda Bryson, Brenda Pam, Scotty, Deborah, Deacon Chuck, Jackie Dunn, Andrew Everett, Ted Love, Veronica Alexander, Lisa Brown, Louis Hartsfield, Reggie Moore's father, Spring Alexander, Veronica Jackson, the Summer Lad, uh, Dave Rivera, Julian Janine Haley, Samaine, Lady Lord Minister, my tennis lady outside the church minister, two people from the meeting was at. Courtney Robinson, Chris and Miriam Coleman, Sabrina Newton, West Daniel Sims, Passion Hollis Davis, Jason Allison, Virgil Bass, Van Marie's family, the Ware family, Sam, Sam Smith and the family, and Rose Chavis and family. Brother Gossi, Garando Gossi, Rando 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 All right, all right, all right. Yep, yep, yep. <coughs> uh, Sam, I do have a little testimony from Saturday, too. Okay. Okay. Not only was I blessed with somebody to help me out half the way with the transportation, but then, too, um, I think I was down to my last $2 that was left on my venture card. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think I had like about $23 on me. Okay, so I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? But uh Lord stepped in. Because for where um, I was able to leave work, one of my neighbors, she needed her hair done. So she said, well, hey, I'll come get you. You can do my hair, and then that'll be good. So I said, okay, good. So that was a good 50 bucks right there to help supply and help out in the need. Okay. And then also, because she's taking care of her, her, her parents. Mm-hmm. Her dad was just up in age. Um, her mom has Alzheimer's. So I know going over there is pretty much going to be like a, anywhere from a four to six hour thing. And one thing of it is, is because I know she's probably going through cabin fever. <laughs> All right, right, right. People that comes over to sit and talk with her. So it's like getting her hair done, but then like a therapy session too. Mm-hmm. Your wax is going to get hard, y'all. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be out of stuff because going to mess it. That was a two-way blessing, and you blessed her, and she blessed you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because uh, I can notice the way that she's talking, 
And she said she 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 studies the Bible on the daily. Okay. And she's wondering about at times she wonders about how people around her are reacting to her, or either um, you know coming through and helping out. And I wound up telling her, I said, "Okay, you in her? You know he's there for you, and you got to look at." your moments of being here with the parents and the joy because with each day it's a treasure that you're able to spend with them. I said, now with the other family members, they don't come through the way they could. You can only do for what you can do. You can't you can't do their part for them. I said, so at this point, you know, you're in the right place of learning the word, you know, staying studied up and girded up in the word for your armor. But for but you and them. But then, too, you know you've done with all that you can do. So right now, you may feel yourself walking around in, in the dark and in the wilderness, but things are going to be okay. Now, she used to um, drive trucks, and she was telling me that last week it was a, a messy pileup, and it was on her when she was driving trucks. Mm. So I said, what well, she just said now, that's one confirmation you're where you're at the place where you need to be. Okay. I said, if you're still driving trucks, you'll be out in that mess. There's no tell self that it happened. She said, yeah, well, that's true. I said, right. I said, so, you know, like the gifts that God gives us, when we see what they are, we're not really all that enthused on them when we first see them because we're so busy looking at what the other gifts everybody else has. <laughs> We tend to want to say, well, I want that and I want that one, but that's not what he made for. Okay. And, you know, it's hard. It's, it's, hard, it's hard for people to stay in their lane because they keep on saying, well, I have control. If I have control of this. And it's, no, you don't. You're a workstation. <laughs> that you can only take on the task that it was made that, that, that it is given. All right. Every time the tribes go against it is given, um, the inner work starts to file up because it's made to do for what you were trying to put to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. with me going over there from time to time to see about her, it was a little day, and uh, to I'm able to give her some encouragement to keep going because achievement is a good thing. Okay. Cool. 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 And too, it's kind of refreshing because after leaving the shop and folks sitting there try to speculate and wonder and work on their own agenda, mm-hmm. 
it was good to be around somebody that that wasn't in the mess. Right, right, right. I feel you on that. <laughs> I feel you on that. You just kind of relax and release. Yeah. Exactly. And then too, the most thing I was grateful for the the weather. I didn't have to worry about putting on gloves so much. Mhm. Or try to um. You know, think of nice, nice, warm places to be to try to keep my mind off of the um, the cold, nipping at my nose and at my fingers. Okay. Yeah. So I'm about to go take advantage of it now. I got to put some stuff in my roof. I'm about to do that in a little bit. And then, uh, I'm gonna go what I got to do. So I understand, my dear. Yeah. So they say it's supposed to be in the 30s for the rest of the week, which is a heat wave compared to what we have been getting. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The walk. The walk is healthy. And then, too, I look at that as my prayer closet, too. What did you say? I said the wall is healthy, but oh. I also look at that as my part of it, too. Okay. Are <sighs> you giving up prayers this morning? Prayer this morning. I'm about giving up this morning. Sure, give me one second. Let me do this juice. I'm back. Okay. I disconnected. Oh, okay. 
That's cool. I was doing my juice and so you good. All right. Okay. Ready for your prayer? Yep. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. For anointing this woman. For choosing this vessel. For moving in her life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For bringing about the necessary changes. So she can rise up and be used by you. Thank you, Father. For continuing to move in a situation and circumstances. We got a bosa and we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Please be patient with me. God ain't through with me yet. Okay. That's what's on the radio right now. Radio, TV, whatever it is. I guess I need to get up and do what I need to do, huh? It ain't going to get done if I don't do it, so. Lord has okay. blessed the weather and things I need, so I'm going to press on. Yeah. If I don't kill my child, though. Huh? If anything, I need to be killing you. If I don't what kill my child, on the part. No, we're staying together. Oh, she's such a smart Alec. She gets it from. <laughs> Obvious. Anyway. Hey, Morgan. Hi. Mm-hmm. Keep talking smack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait till this whole thing is over with. I'm... You need to focus on what you're doing, child. You know what? I ain't... Look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Keep talking smack. Mm-hmm. Well, my dear, I'm about to go out here and do this roof. Okay. Well, you be careful up there. All righty, and you go have a blessed, wonderful day. Okay, you too. And don't right. kill my girl, okay? You go what? I said you too, and don't kill my girl, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. I make no <laughs> promises. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.